This is the Vent Time with Connie podcast, where we discuss topics that can be controversial or uncontroversial. Topics range from family, faith, lifestyle, you name it. No topic is off limits. New episodes released every Tuesday and Friday. All right, sit back and relax. Here is your host of the show, Connie. everyone, welcome to Ventime with Connie podcast. I'm your host Connie. Welcome to a brand new episode. All the new listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. I really do appreciate you and I hope you come back for more episodes. And um, once you're done with this episode, make sure you check out other episodes because we have good and interesting episode for you to check out, okay? And for the OGs, thank you so much for your continued support. You guys always keep showing your loyal support. I really do love you guys and I appreciate you all. So today's episode, um, before we begin, I'm going to do a couple of announcements. So if you're a woman and you want to grow in your work with Christ, and if you're interested in studying the word of God, which I highly encourage that you are interested in studying the word of God, but please do send us email. We do have Vent to God Bible study just for women. We do this by Zoom and it happens bi-weekly. On Mondays at 6 30 p.m. Central Time. So if you're interested, please send us email ventimewithconnie at yahoo.com. I repeat, ventimewithconnie at yahoo.com. So we can bring you in. We can wait to have you join us in our Zoom meeting, Zoom Bible study. Just a couple of reminders, guys. Um, I haven't said this for a while, but we do have a website and um and we also have a merch product for you to purchase. So if you want to support this podcast, you can check out the website and and um, buy our merch products. And also, we do have the Patreon page. If you want to support us financially, um, you can do so by going to the website and clicking on the Patreon page, okay? All right, guys. So today's episode, we are doing the Proverb um, Devotions. And I started this already with the Proverb 1. And today, we are doing Proverb 2. So we are back today. We're going to be talking about how we can seek wisdom, why it's important to seek wisdom, and how it's going to affect our life once we get wisdom. And the wisdom we're talking about is the wisdom from above. So if you're interested, want to gain some wisdom and also um, learn how you can be wise in the way of God, and I would highly encourage that you stick around to hear the rest of this episode. Keep on listening. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, we're going without wasting time. We're going to dive right into the topic of today. Um, like I do before, I always read the the chapter first, and then I will tell you guys what I got from the chapter, and hopefully that it will impact your life. It will it will be a blessing to your life. So, um, I did Proverb one already before. Now we are doing Proverb two, just in case if you are new. Um, and you never heard me do, you know, this before, this is what I do It's like a morning devotions. And I decided to bring it to the podcast and share with you guys. And we are doing the book of Proverbs. So we are in Proverbs 2 today and I'm going to read it first and then I'll share some of my, um, some of the things that stood out to me. So, um, let me go ahead and read the verse. Okay. Proverb 2, the word of God reads. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandment with you, 
making your ear attentive to the wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He's a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the path of justice and watching over the way of his sense. Then you understand the righteousness and, and justice and equity, every good path. For wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil, from men of perverted speech, who forsake the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing well and delight in the perverseness of evil, men whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. So you will be delivered from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress with the smooth words, who forsake the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of, the, of her God. For her house sinks down to earth and her path to the departed. None who go to her come back, none do they regain the path of life. So you will walk in the way of the good and keep to the path of righteousness. For the upright will inhabit the land and those with integrity will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land and the treacherous will be rooted out of it. Amen. Wow. This verse is just, it, it, it's full of, it's full of a lot of wisdom. And it is so amped, like it's so current, it do, it's so relevant to our lives. I know a lot of people say, oh, Bible, it's a cake, basically. It's not something that applies to our life, but that's a lie. And most people that say this, I'm sure they're probably not reading the Bible, because if they are really reading the Word of God, they will understand how current it is, how applicable it is in our lives today, you know? And um, so I'm going to go ahead and share some of the things that stood out to me. So um, the first one that stood out to me was verse um, 3 to 5. Let me read it again so we remember what I'm talking about. It says, verse 3 says, Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. So basically this is saying that... Um, I can actually call out wisdom. I can actually call out insight. So that means I must acknowledge and admit that I'm lacking wisdom. I think that's the first thing that needs to happen that um, will just be based on reading this passage. It's just something that should be assumed that you will admit that you're lacking wisdom. You acknowledge that you need wisdom. And um, and I know some, of, some people might be um, guilty of this, that... Um, they think that they are so wise and intelligent to the point that they feel like they don't need to read the scriptures every day. You know, they don't have to involve God in every decision or they don't feel the need to, for someone to preach to them about Christ and so forth, you know. And um, the scriptures has a lot to say about this kind of people, this kind of mindset or character. And um, let's go over to Romans um, Romans 1. 21 to 25 says, For although they knew God, 
They did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became fertile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Turning to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creepy things. Therefore, God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. So when you start putting yourself or anything else as priority over God, you're basically worshiping yourself or that thing, whatever it might be that you put as a priority. That's what is called idolatry. You know, it's not only where you are worshiping um, like a man-made um, idols or stuff like that. No, this can actually be people worshiping themselves, actually, putting themselves above um, God. That means choosing to do what makes them happy over what God told them, over what God tells them to do, to please him. So it's always like that. That's idolatry. That's when we are idolizing ourselves. And whenever you you do that, God does not like it, obviously, because he's stated in his words. And sometimes God allows you to just carry on on your idolatry, which is dangerous because it means God is not intervening on your behalf. And that's something I do not even wish for my worst enemy or anybody listening to me right now because you don't want God to stop intervening on your behalf. That's actually judgment. When he does that and you don't want to experience that so going back to our our chapter proverb 2 proverb 2 and i was talking about um three to five verse three to five and um another thing that stood out to me from this verse is verse four actually says if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures and then if you read verse five it says and then you understand the fear of the lord and find the knowledge of God. So the first question that came to my mind when I read this verse 4 is, how do you seek silver? You know, since it's compared to seeking wisdom. So I became curious and I was like, you know what, let me Google, you know, because Google is my friend right now, you know, it's everyone's friend. You know, let me Google how to extract um, silver or how to find it, however, you know, the process of it. So when I go to the website, according to the Global X website, it says, Silver oil is mined through both open pit and underground methods. The open pit method involves using heavy machinery to mine deposits relative near the earth's surface. In underground mining, deep shafts are dug into the ground to extract oil. Once oils are extracted, they are crushed ground and separated through a process called flotation to achieve mineral concentrations that are 30 to 40 minutes higher than naturally occurs. Refiners then further concentrate this extraction through the process of electrolysis or amalgamation. So obviously it's quite tedious to mine silver. That's why it's so expensive and valuable. That means anything that is valuable takes time and it costs something. Sometimes it costs money, it costs time, it costs effort, it costs energy, so many things, right? Even though that it takes a lot of work to mine um, silver or to extract silver, 
People still do it. People still do it to today. They still go through the process to do it. They still put on their energy, their time, whatever it might take, even their money, because it costs a lot to buy those machineries that you use to extract those extract silver. I'm sure it does cost money. But people still are willing to go that extra mile to dig out that, to extract that silver, you know, um, because it is valuable. And even people like us still buy silver, regardless of the cost. Even though it's expensive, we still buy it to today, right? Because we know the value of it, right? So the same mindset needs to be applied in seeking godly wisdom and knowledge. You know, when you don't, when you lack wisdom, like James says, ask wisdom, ask God to give you wisdom, to give you insight. When you do pray for that, actively seek to know God, to understand God's words. That comes with daily reading and studying the scriptures. Only then can you understand the fear of the Lord. That's what Proverbs 2 verse 5 says, you know, and, um, there's this certain verse of the Bible that kind of gave me a glimpse of who God is, who our God is, you know. And since I read that Bible verse, it always stuck to me. I was like, no, I have to share it with you guys. So let me go over to, that would be um, Exodus. Let's go to the Old Testament. So that would be Exodus 34. 34 verse 6 to 7. We're going to read verse 6 to 7. But before we do that, let me give you a little background what's happening on this um, passage. So this is actually when um, Moses, when God instructed him to to cut out um, two tablets, a stone, um, like he did before. Because before this, he had already broken the first com- the the commandment God gave him because he saw that Israel people was worshiping idol when he came out when he came back to them. So because he was so upset, he broke the other one. So when he came back to God, God told him to to cut out two tablets and a stone to write another. Um, Ten Commandments, and actually God would be the one writing this time around. So this was in Mount Sinai. So um, this was Moses' interaction with God and in Mount Sinai. So let's start with verse 6. Verse 6 says, The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love, for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and the fourth generation. Let me read in another translation so you guys can better understand. Let me read in NLT. Verse 6 says, The Lord passed in front of Moses, calling out, Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin, but I do not excuse the guilty. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children and grandchildren. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generation. Oh my gosh. The first time I read this Bible verse, um, my whole body was filled with goosebumps. And my la- in my language, we would say, I mean, like if you speak Igbo, you understand what I'm saying. But like I was speechless. I was dumbfounded. I was in awe of God. Most importantly, I was in awe of God. That's something that I pray that all my listeners 
um, don't lose. Being in awe of God. Every time we learn about God in the scripture or in the sound teaching of the word of God, you know, of the word. I know sometimes when you have been a Christian for a long time, we are prone to losing that awe of God. We are prone to getting comfortable or getting, is it comfortable? Not comfortable. Complacent. You know, when you even read the scripture, you no longer move you. You no longer being awe of God. You no longer, you know, astounded. You know, or even amazed by the word of God. When you start losing that, that's a problem. That's why you need to get down on your knees and pray for God to help you, to bring that back, to give you that. Because you need to fear the Lord. And I think Psalm 1 says it. Let me go back to Psalm 1. Yeah, Psalm, Psalm 2 verse 11 says, Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with, with trembling. This is something that we cannot lose. We cannot get complacent. And when we are feeling that way, that means this is either we are dealing with a sin in our life that we, we refuse to acknowledge and actually try to get out of, to overcome, or the, something is happening spiritually, you know. It's either the devil is trying, the enemy is trying to draw you to him. Because he st- he do that when we are when we become complacent, nothing about God moves us. We get comfortable. That's when He would just sip through. That's when He would just come in, and you would not know. By the time you know it, years goes by. It's like, oh my God, how did I get into this? But it started when you start becoming idle. And then an idle man. That's why I don't know if they say this in the Bible or something. He says an idle man is a devil's workshop. I don't know if if, if it was this. I don't know if it's scriptural, but I've always heard this, but there's some truth to that too, you know? So that's something we need to be very care, very careful of. Okay, so going back to our Bible chapter, Proverbs 2, another verse that stood out to me was um, Proverbs 2, 9 to 12. And I would say another verses that stood out to me was Proverbs 2, 9 to 12. Let me read it. So just in case if we forgot what it says, Verse 9 to 12 says, Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path. For wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil, from men of perverted speech. So, basically this um, verse that I read is describing what happens when you find wisdom. This wisdom that you're trying, you're seeking, you finally find it. This is what happened in your life when you find wisdom. And I'm going to mention five things that I got from it. The first one is God's wisdom helps you understand why it is so why it is important that you must walk in the path of holiness or righteousness. Basically, not doing anything that you like because you are saved by grace. Oh, I'm saved by grace. You know, you just, you can do anything you, you like and say, Jesus still loves me. That's just crazy. Like he can't do that. And that's why Romans 6 says, verse 1 says, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can, how can we who died to sin still live in it? You know, so if you're one of those people that just think like you can just do whatever you want, you don't have to walk in holiness, you don't have to train yourself for godliness, train yourself to 
Say no to those ungodly acts. Say no to yourself too when it comes to desiring things that is not godly. You know? So that's something that you have to be very careful of. That's something you have to be aware of because just because you're saved by grace does not mean you can just do whatever you want. Actually, when you think when you say that you were saved and you are not being sanctified, that means you're not seeing any fruit in your life. You're not walking like Christ. You're not walking in holiness. Nothing about your life has been transformed. That's when you should be worried. Maybe that you are not saved to begin with. And you need to run back to God. And you need to run back to Christ to save you. Because we don't want to be self-deceived here, okay? So that's one of the things. Another thing that stood out to me was God's wisdom helps you understand what is the right kind of justice. Basically, not the worldly justice that one group are treated better than the another, than another, you know. And knowing the kind of justice that you should be even, you know, pursuing, you should be supporting, you should be promoting. Not just any kind of justice people are propagating everywhere. People are talking about everywhere. You need to be careful and discerning. So the third one is knowing or learning about God should be be music to your ears. What I'm trying to say is you should delight in the knowledge of God. That means you should thirst for God's word. Read God's word and stop sleeping when your pastor is preaching God's word. You know, you should be looking forward to opening your Bible and reading it every day. That's something that you should delight in. You know, if you say you love God, you should delight learning about him because the scriptures is God's revelation of himself to us. Okay, so you should be learning about God every day when you are reading the scripture, not just learning about yourself. Okay, so the fourth one that I got from this verse is God's wisdom helps you know how to behave and also when when or when not to speak basically how to speak right and and that's called discretion you know so that's something we need to be we need that's something we need to be praying for making sure that that we have that wisdom that discretion to know when to talk not just every time you just open your mouth wow you know just say however you want or just act rudely to people or even when people are around or people are not around you need to be applying discretion okay so and that's something i believe our generation is lacking discretion so the fifth thing that i got from this verse is god's wisdom um will guard you from evil by teaching you to be discerning christians that means knowing what is sound teaching of the word and what is false teaching because a lot of Christians are just not discerning Christians. They just listen to anybody that say they're a pastor. They just listen to. They just don't think about this thing. They don't discern the truth from the good from evil. They just accept anything. It's like a child still crying. Whatever the child see on the floor, they just pick and put it in their mouth. And the, the parents have to come after them. It's like, no, don't do that, you know. Then eventually when we get older, we know that it's not everything that we see we put in our mouth. You start knowing what's good for you, what's not good for you, what food is good for your body, especially especially when you get older. There's some food that you usually enjoy eating when you were younger. At some point, your body will start reacting to it. It's like, okay, this is not good for me. You know, that's wisdom right there. That's discerning. You know, knowing, okay, yeah, although this food looks good, but I know it's not good for my health. So you're no longer a child. You have grown up. That's what most Christians need to do. They need to grow up. 
You know, they need to grow up and stop drinking milk and start eating meat, the meat of the, the, the word of God, okay? And start being lazy about it, being lazy and not actually being diligent in studying the word of God, learning about the truth so they will know what is the truth and what is not. You don't have to learn about the false teaching. All you need to know, do is learn about the truth. Because once you know the truth, you will know anything that you hear. You will keep comparing it with the truth that you already know. And that's how you will know when something is false and when something aligned with the truth in the scriptures. So, so that would be, um, that's all that stood out to me that I want to share with you guys. But before I end, I would like to read James 3 verse 17 for you guys. It says, but the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. I love the way they wrote it in NLT, but let me read it in ESV. It says in ESV, James 3.17, But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. So this is the wisdom. This is the kind of wisdom that I am talking about throughout this, in this episode. And that's actually what um, Book of Proverbs is talking about when they're mentioning wisdom. When King Solomon is mentioning wisdom when he's writing Proverbs, is the wisdom from above. Is that godly wisdom. And, uh, and I pray that all of you listening to me we display such wisdom in every part of your life. And uh, and that includes me to, do, to display this kind of wisdom in every part of our life. So thank you guys so much for listening. I will end this with that. And I hope this stuck with you. And I hope that it impacts your life. And I hope that you're able to take this, thing, take this proverb to study it on your own. Do a deep study of it. This is just me sharing what stood out to me. There's a lot to get from this proverb too. Don't just rely on only what I'm sharing with you today. Always go there, set time aside to study it. And I pray that the Holy Spirit give you wisdom, give you insight, you know, make those words come to light to you when you're reading it. So thank you so much for listening. And um, I'm your host, Connie, and I'm signing out and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Vent Time with Connie podcast. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Please don't forget to like, rate, review, or share this podcast. Do you have any feedback or questions for Connie or any topics you'd like to discuss on the show? Connie loves communicating with our listeners. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Vent Time with Connie or send an email to venttimewithconnie at yahoo.com. Until next time, remain blessed.